Welcome to Say What You Want Podcast, where we give our experienced opinion through conversation on a wide range of topics, from relationships, culture, current events, religion, and more. The following opinions are not a representation of all of our thoughts or beliefs, but the opportunity to vent respectfully is all that matters. Say What You Want Podcast starts now. What up, gang? What up, fam? Welcome back. Say what you want, episode. This is episode nine. I go by the name of the Kells and got the fam here with me. What's up, fam? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Yeah. Got, got the children in the background, you know, disclaimer. Y'all gonna hear them shout and stuff. But glad to be back. Flam is glad. Flam. Yeah. Fam is glad to be together and Got a bunch of different topics. Uh, this episode is going to be kind of a QA. Um, not too long ago, I had asked on Say What You Want podcast Instagram. That's SWYW.podcast on Instagram. I asked a question about what uh, should we talk about or what some questions people want us to answer. And we got a couple questions. Um, so we're going to go over that. And then what we want to do as far as the family and as far as for our listeners, we have um, put together a title that we're going to do each episode, a moment, just to shine some light on our culture and what's going on in the world. We are titling this moment and time of the podcast Black Thought. So we'll have this week on Black Thought and discuss certain things before we continue to have um, regular conversations. Reason why is the family feels as if we don't want to let the work of all of our people go unnoticed. So we want to make sure we talk about it and talk to our listeners who are listening about what's going on if they haven't been in the news or so, so they could kind of be aware of their surroundings and just some things that stand out to us. Um, so this week, uh, Black Thought is a um, couple things. First, we're going to talk about the NBA starting back up. And if we feel like that assists or diminishes the movement of what's happening right now, as far as the attention that Black Lives Matter and uh, other, um, other not companies, but what other programs are getting. In the place organizations, there you go. Other organizations are getting. Um, we want to talk about um, what happened this past weekend in um, Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is not too far for some of us. Um, we also want to talk about um, the shooting and killings that have happened to fathers in Chicago uh, around Father's Day, one of the highest crime shootings in um, Chicago, I guess. So a couple of things we're going to talk on before we get to the Q&A. But first, let's have a quick week wrap up with the fam. How's everybody doing? How's everybody's week? Let's go. All right. Tino, <laughs> Tino always part. does the fingers like, boom, boom. Like, yeah, let's shoot it on. <laughs> but no, how's everybody's week? We've been... Kind of long, I guess, for some people. I had a short week, especially when it comes to work. Got a couple of days off for this holiday that I don't um, 
taken, but I'll take the days off work. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me a hypocrite or not. Why not? I mean, why would that make you a hypocrite? It's a free day. They still pay you. But it's celebrating so the whole Independence Day. So if I'm going to say you didn't bar you didn't have a whole thing. You didn't post and say, oh, shout out to America or anything like that. But America gave me a day off. So, to celebrate. Wait, 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 wait. Do you want to go to work? No, I could have. Okay, go to work. No, but then that would make me not me. But if they if they, if you saying you don't celebrate this holiday, this holiday means nothing to you. But you want to take a day off of work because they give you a day and off of work to holiday. celebrate. You partake. It was open yesterday. What happened? You guys was open yesterday? We was open yesterday, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's Saturday. I don't work on Saturday anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they wasn't going to give me nothing. But I think some people use it as a day. They, you know, it's like, kind of like they get with their families. and Yeah. Yeah, or like even um, there were a lot of like groups that were meeting up. So they call, instead of a day off, they called it a day on. So they went to do things in the community or, you know, a lot. there were still protests that were happening um, in the name of Black Lives Matter. So, so now you're making me feel bad because no, 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 no. I, I took the day off and I didn't do anything to move the culture forward. So now not only am I a July 4th hypocrite, I'm also a lack of an individual for Black Lives Movement. You're saying that to yourself. Just you saying. just told me what most Black people's doing. I didn't say that. I said some people chose to do that. I was in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my week was good. <laughs> that answers our question. What about y'all? How was your week? It was good. Same old thing. Same old Kids. Thing. <laughs> I forgot the day was Sunday, man. It just feels awkward. Yeah, it just they doesn't start feel... running in with each other. Yeah, well, like I, I woke up, went to Chick fil A, pulled in, found out I was the only one there. <laughs> Something was wrong. I was like, "What's going on?" Everybody. Daniel, Daniel was lit. He pulled it in. He was like, "Oh no, line! I'm in there." Damn. Okay. Well, nobody comes to the speaker box. And you just say, "They really practicing safe, safe social distance." I, I, I drove around a couple times just to make sure, like, "Yo, where everybody at?" Yo. You ever pull to? The, I be going. Sometimes I go to work and I pull up to the box and like. McDonald's or something, and I don't know if they they open for sure. So I'll be like, you're you're over. Yeah. <laughs> they be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And it's always I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna say what location it is, but it shouldn't be morning people if you can't if you don't want to wake up early because they don't say, hey, welcome to McDonald's. I got they they be like, yeah, what's up? What you need? They're not trying to be at work. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, we open. Go ahead and order. Hey, Sean. Try, try see if, if we don't say nothing, let's see if he's going to just leave. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Black Top Home Buyers. Black Top Home Buyers is an investment company that works on helping homeowners sell their home regardless of condition or situation. They can be reached on Instagram at this dad flips. That's T H I S D A D F L I P S.
Blacktop Homebuyers. All right, Charles. So this week on Black Thought, um, if you're a basketball fan, you kind of know what's happening. You kind of know what's going on. Um, the NBA is reporting for duty um, as far as certain teams, and they have a whole quote unquote bubble thing that they're doing down in Atlanta, Florida, Orlando, Florida. And um, some players were with it, some players were against it. Uh, certain players, such as Kyrie Irving, certain players, such as Dwight Howard, um, said they are not reporting to Orlando. They're saying, in, in in a lot of different words, but recap is that there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, and my focus isn't on basketball. Um, so some people took offense to it. Some people understood it. Um, so I just wanted to bring it to the table. Black thought moment. And, black thought, uh, black thought, black thought. Black, is that, black, is that black, 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 okay. Black, insert uh, insert. real song. <laughs> <laughs> no real song was copied during the <laughs> No, you just got to change the end of it. Black, 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 black. Boom. So what, what's y'all thought and feelings on, on, let's just say, the NBA or sports in general? If you feel like this is so uh, important for us as a culture. And the reason why I... I won't say how I feel. I'm gonna let everybody else go. But NBA is about 85 to 90 percent African Americans as far as athletes. NFL is about 75 to 85 percent African Americans as far as athletes. Um, and yes, those superstar names have platforms and things of that sort. Um, but y'all say how y'all feel, and then I'll say my part, and then we'll see. You know, I think we, wins. we said yeah. something about this in one of the other podcasts um, about how with COVID and the pause and everything that's going on now with the NBA, it's helped push this movement a little further because everyone is home and they can't turn a blind, blind eyes to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I think by them opening, you know, and starting up with the NBA again, it it will take away some attention from this, unless like some of these players are saying that they'll still push the movement as they play. I feel like it will take away some. I mean, that's what that's what they're saying because their platform is playing. So in that platform, they will be able to continue to push the agenda. How would that? How would? How would we do but that? playing basketball ain't your platform. But that's what they're saying. That's their because that's what they're known for. That's what they have to get back to doing. LeBron James is known for playing basketball, but his platform is when anytime he opens his mouth. You see what I'm saying? Like his platform is not while he's actually dribbling the basketball. I think it's is nothing more than a money grab. And unfortunately, unfortunately, um, you know, our race is gonna suffer. The most from it now I, I i do applaud the nba because they are probably the ones doing like the most out of all the sports and they've always been like that they've been like that for gay rights they've been like that for a lot of other topics you know i can't breathe we're earning garner you know they allow a lot of those things to take place um where other companies um like the nfl for example got rid of people for just expressing themselves and, and the, the unjust that's taking place. But you wearing a jersey that says, I can't breathe on the back instead of your name 
that's a horrible way to use your platform. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think that's that's stupid in a way. And if we're just making it seem like, oh, well, you know, this is the, the best way I can use my platform. I'm like, no, nah, this is the best way that you can keep food on your table. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know what I mean? A, a lot of those players need that check. Most most people don't know these babies are running amok today. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't know Majority get that under control, man. We got three, and it's quiet over here. I don't know what oh, man. They, they, it's that's four right. y'all and three kids. <laughs> get it right. Most people don't know NBA players and football players. Like They get paid week to week. They get paid after they play a game, even though they get a salary. Only the, the top, top NBA players or sport players get that guaranteed money. So a lot of these players – you know, they weren't getting paid, too, when COVID hit and all this stuff happened. So for them, you think if it was hard for you where, you know, Walmart let you go and you you try to figure out how you're going to pay your your mortgage and, and, and your kids, when you got $3 million house note and they're like, yo, I don't care what's happening in the world, you better run this money or we come and get you, it, it's different. So I get it from the money standpoint, you know what I mean? Being an entrepreneur, I can get it. But I think that's always been the problem with our race. At a certain point, we got to figure out what's, what's more important, right, and what are we willing to lose. And I think this is just part of the evidence that a lot of these NBA players are not willing to go to bat. And that's okay. Um, but I think it's unfortunate that somebody somewhere is going to be like, oh, yeah, let's go downtown for the march. And then they're going to be like, oh, I forgot the game's on TNT. Let me sit down and watch right, the game for a little right. bit first. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, the, the, the other thing, too, is the real ones are going to still be out there. You know what I mean? Like, no, mm. it's not going to be 10,000, but the, the 5,000 that's about that life, regardless of who's on TV, I, I think they're still going to be pushing the agenda. And honestly, at the end of the day, you need the real ones anyway. We so, don't need the outliers, the ones that so side note, some timey with it. Side note real quick to cut you off. So, um, to cut me off. To cut, yeah, to cut you off. Because <laughs> uh, you know when, when people be like, yo, I don't mean to cut you off, you but I'm literally that. cutting you off. So I don't say that no more. I'd be like, yo, real quick to cut you off. Um, so today, they were protesting in Atlanta today. And it was a couple of places. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say where, um, but I had somebody tell me, like, they went to protest, and they said in two total different locations that they were protesting uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. This was yesterday. They were protesting. They said in two total different locations, and I, I, I'm bringing this up because you mentioned um, the real the ones. <laughs> they said that it was at least 85% white people that was out there protesting. Wow. In two total different locations, and so but that's how it should be. I bring this up because you think the white people should be yes, protesting they more be. than the black nah, people. Nah, nah. White people can't want it more than the black people. Right. They should no. be a part of it. They well, can't be more. No, they have to want it more because we've been saying this for like millions of years. We tired. They have to have. They, they need have to be the ones it. that's doing that. Absolute anti racist work, raise awareness. No, they need to push for our cause. They need to be there. They don't need to, they don't need to, they don't need to be the majority. They need to be there. They need to be part of it, but they can't be because our cause. Because here's the issue with black people we always are okay with, oh, you said you're going to come and do this and help us. Okay, cool. 
take the role. And that's why we always end up in the predicaments that we're always in. When are we going to stop letting the white man be the person that saves us? We talk about it all the time. In cartoons, they show the white man savior. Essentially, that's what y'all bring up right now. Y'all saying, oh, white people come save us. Because no, no, we've no, been no. talking about right, it. So I'll save say us. But they need to be the ones that's at the forefront because anti-racism work is white people need to be talking to other white yeah. people who don't get it. They're not listening to us. What, what does that have to do with being so the majority? What I'm saying at a, is at a, we, we have, if, if it was 85% white, we passed the baton to y'all. We started the flame. We got the awareness. We're letting y'all know we out in this in this thing and we this is what we stand on. And y'all take that shit and run with it. Go tell the Karens and the Beckys and the Nancys. You know what I mean? What we've been trying to say for the past 400 years. So I, I slightly agree, and Malcolm agrees as well. I slightly agree with... All right, you're talking too much. Um, With that, here's what I'll say, my opinion. And it's, you know, people might crucify me on this, but I say that in order for the cause to occur and the change to happen for equality and things of that sort, we will need assistance of some white people. Just as when slaves were running away, and I wasn't there, of course, but there were white people who assisted some of the slaves to get away from, you know, from their slave master and all this other type of stuff. So I don't think we would ever be in a position where we could do it all on our own, but kind of like what Eddie is saying, if, um, if um, it's more white people than black people, then that's to me that's backwards. That's as backwards. I get you. Um, I see what you're saying, Nadine. I feel like um, with the majority, I, I think I said 85% of white people. Mm-hmm. I think when those white people who are proactive for the cause of Black Lives Matter and those that are sit, the other white people that are sitting at home watching it, I guess it can motivate them or, you know, hey, look at our people. Right. In the forefront. Maybe this, I, there's something I can potentially do to help right. them out. Even if I'm not there in the trenches, but I can help in my own way, whether right. it's in my community, if it's at my job or whatever, helping out people. Um, outside of my race, so that can de- I could see how that can definitely, you know, motivate others to want to do good because right. of um, those that are out there in the trenches. I look at it like this. Um, Wait, I hear, I hear something. I hear something. Is that a kid Is in your background? Kid in your background? Oh no, that's the TV. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the TV. Good save. Good save. Hey, what what show was that, by the way? Uh, I told you that's Peppa Pig. That's, that's the BL, that's the BLM version. You know what I'm mm, okay. I mean, but no, I'll say this though. I mean, um, you know, I'm when I look at at it, I always look at it in a way where if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Um, so the whole we've been suffering 400 years. It's time for them, you know, passing on the baton. I just look at it like, you know, it's a fight that we should never give up. Like that baton should just be passed down to our generation. You know what right. I mean? Like if if we're fighting in the 80s and we can't fight no more, I don't 
I don't want to, I look at it like this. I don't want to fight all these years, all this time that I put in just to pass it on to some white folks. And who knows? Because once white people and white people get together, you know, it's a different conversation. So, yeah, you know, you can see that they're talking for you, but the narrative can change real quick. You know what I mean? Versus uh, I'm passing the baton to Malcolm or I'm passing it to Lex. And Lex is out there walking through the door like, yo, my mom's been doing this for 40. It's my turn now. You gonna listen. You know what I mean? Cause I just look at it like we, it's kind of like an investment, you know, like the more you put into it, like I've, I've been putting in 10 years into this business. So no one knows this business like me. And I'm not going to give this business that I've been putting in 10 years to, to some white person who just got a degree and just knows about business, but don't know my business. You see what I'm saying? Speaking, so, speaking of degree, sorry, not to, to cut you off. <laughs> um, I think Trump just signed something. Yeah. I wanted to get y'all, this whole, this whole conversation started with basketball. I just want to know. Well, we all over the place now. Um, Trump signed Black thought, black thought. Black thought. Trump signed something. Don't quote me on it, because I'm not literally like that. But a law that allows you to apply for certain positions based off of skill level right. and not just degree. Right. Now, a lot of African-Americans honestly was like, yo, that's dope, or whatever case it be, even though it's coming from Trump. But they were saying like, yo, that's dope. Do y'all feel like that's more advantageous to African-Americans or? No, not just African-Americans. Disadvantaged African-Americans. No, take a look at Mexicans, for example. There's plenty of them who have amazing amount of skill sets and experience for years because they ain't got no degree. They can't become a GC, which is a general contractor. They can do everything. They know, they know the business in and out. In like, and out. They know where every light is on. So, they know if something go bad, what's going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather give that person who's been in that job 25 years who right. knows, you know what I'm saying? They know the address without, you know, with their eyes closed versus some guy who just had 12 years but came from Arizona State. You know, his name is Rob. I, we don't, we're not vibing. You know what so I mean? We, so just, we have yeah. talked about this a little bit uh, with my uh, friends of mine. And I think it's better for people who have skills more than degrees because, and uh, my analogy was this. I can study the driver manual in order to pass the test, but I don't have the skills to drive on the road or avoid an accident unless I've been driving for years. You see what I'm saying? So I do agree with the skill level over the degree. And also I think there's a lot of street smart people over book smart people. Like there's, there's a lot of street geniuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them, truth be told, are the entrepreneurial ones. Yeah, shout and out to Jay-Z. I don't like Jay-Z, so we're gonna skip that. All right, um, I'm, I'm leaving at, at that rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here, y'all. It was been great nine episodes. I didn't like Jay-Z. I understand. Why, why you don't like Jay-Z? Because. He said that we on a whole different topic. Hey. He, he black said, dog, black dog. <laughs> 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 I, I, I guess it's I guess it's his MO, I guess it's the way he moved, but he says a lot of contradicting stuff in his music. And name me one rapper that doesn't. Jay-Z does it more. If you're a gangster rapper, you're a gangster rapper. Jay-Z. It's like T.I., what T.I. says in his uh, uh, podcast. podcast, he's like, I'm a gangster, 
I'm also a family man, and I'll go ahead and leave the march at the same time. Yeah. Like, What's wrong with that? What I'm saying is, if you, as a rapper, again, it's because my mindset now, as far as leading the people, you can't be portraying two different messages. As you are, if you're a married man, I'm married, I'm this and this, but you also talking about I got holes in different this, I got holes different that. To me, what are you what are you portraying to your listeners? Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think Jay-Z is probably one of the only people who outside of, I mean in showcasing growth has has never contradicted himself. But my like, biggest contradiction with him is I guess I don't care what his religious religious belief is, but does he believe in God or not? What what does because, that matter? Because there's certain songs and certain times where he'll he'll say certain things and God we trust or thank God da da da. Then there's certain songs where um, in in hidden messages like No Church in the Wild or he got that one song with the new dude. They got an album out, Song High the Prince, I think it is. Or he got an album out with it's that person's album, but he's featured on a lot of songs. I think you put me uh, 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 Jay Electra. Jay Electra. Shout out to Jay Electra. He says, he says um, in one of his songs that, you know, God is not real, have faith in something else. Mm -hmm. So for me, as being an avid listener to you all the time, I'm struggling to find out what you, what side you really want. That makes sense. Yeah, but so that's, it's like, that's it's like perfect. you're listening to a pastor and the pastor's preaching one day and he's with God, then the next day he's not with God. Yeah, but there's I a, can't really there's get a, with that pastor. There's a difference though. He's not a pastor. He's a regular person like you. The same way I suffer, sometimes I'd be like, Man, do I really believe in seven day Venice the way that I grew up thinking that I believe in seven day Venice? Like that's that's what it calls to be a human being. Like you're gonna have you're gonna grow through different things that's gonna make you be like, yo, does God even exist? Like for real, for real, I know a lot of Christians that are right now that just like, yo, I don't even know if I believe in this God thing. Like, look at how my people suffer. You know what I'm saying? And I can't even be like, oh, well, no, you should still believe in God. Speaking like, of that, that's you know? a whole other topic as well because slavery was in the Bible. Yeah, but not the same slavery that that the white people brought upon the world. But it was but still happening in God's people. Right, but he brought them out of that. Like at a certain point, he was like, "This, this, this is yeah, enough." But, you, but we talking about God, or God. From so, the beginning, so we now, so now you're saying, Wait, no, no, it, he ain't doing it on the, on the no, time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm out. Because because the Israelites and them were in the Bible and they were slaves under Pharaoh. God is Almighty and all powerful, correct? Right. Could He not stop anything that needed to be he stopped? He can, but He can. But that's like saying, "Why did God stop my grandma from well, dying?" But my like, problem is no problem I have with God, and I it, it's scary to talk about because I feel like sometimes God just want to test me. He gonna be like, "All right, this is how you feel. I'm gonna let you suffer and stuff like that." Please, Lord, I don't want to suffer. <laughs> no, I keep that same energy. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm saying is like. For years and years and years, people have been suffering. Your people have been suffering. My question, if I ever were to get to heaven, is why? What, what's the purpose? What was the purpose of letting us suffer for that long? We disobeyed him. I know the generational curse, so I know that's probably where you're going to go with that. Yeah, but I mean, that's biblical. Like he said, he, so regardless, regardless if, I, if if my great great grandparents sinned, and the generational curse is going to come down and still continue to hit me because I forgot how many years it goes on, I can be an upstantial Christian from the jump, 
from the jump. I'm praying them in my Bible three times a day. Pray I'm fasting. I'm eating Peter's fast, Simon's fast, whatever. All of them, all 12 disciples got a fast, and I'm doing all 12 of those disciples fast. You see what I'm saying? I'm doing my, my biblical to the T. I can tell you every verse, all that. I'm a pastor. I got four or five degrees. You mean to tell me I'm still going to suffer? No, he would come get you like he got the other dude. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, got to remember a little bit. Yeah. He got him in that new Bentley with the wheels on fire. That's <laughs> <laughs> So, And I think, I think at this point, uh, I think at, I said, I think at this point, because you are aware, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's different. Like your ancestors, uh, they didn't have all of this technology, all this information, uh, the things, you know, we know. So it's like with everything we do know, the ability, like the, the more freedom we have, I mean, we can wake up and be able to open up a Bible, you know, back in our, back in ancestors, they didn't even have that ability to, even if they wanted to, you know, be free or, you know, feel like they're say or whatever the case is. So the fact that we have that ability we can end that curse is, you know, so the the curse doesn't have to continue on with Malcolm. It doesn't have to continue on with your kids because we are, we know, like we, we are the ones we, and that's, that's actually another biblical term too. The, the, the you shall inherit the earth, you know, that's us. So the fact that we know all this stuff, man, the generational curse can end with us right now. Hey man, shout out the sticks real quick, man. Like shut the whole thing down. Like, <laughs> all right, I see I you, sticks. <laughs> we, we gotta move on. There ain't nothing to talk about. <laughs> shout out to the remedy airs on Saturdays at, at noon. If you guys want to partake in that, PD, what up? Podcast by PD. And um, oh, shout out, good. shout out to our kids, man. They upstairs filming a YouTube Beyblade channel right now. That's true. YouTube Bay Play channel, the Thursday oh, Children is on. No, no, no. Um, they, I went upstairs and they told me stop making so, noise because they're recording. Oh. Yeah. So, so all right, long. my last thing about the, because let me tie this all back into Black Thought. Black Thought, Black Thought. <laughs> black Thought. <laughs> um, I'm going to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody suing us, man. <laughs> my last thought about it is I do believe that bringing basketball back is going to take away from the attention. The reason why I believe that is because when certain things happened in the past, the athletes did nothing more, in my opinion. Now, if they got a plan to do more, and maybe they're just not saying it, that's understandable, but when, when other things happened in history, all they did was, for example, the LA Clippers thing when the owner said something racial, the next game, the next two or three games, they didn't wear Clipper shirts to warm up. They wore black shirt and they threw their Clipper jersey warm up on the floor. That's trash to me. That does nothing. Um, um, the I Can't Breathe t-shirts, they wore I Can't Breathe t-shirts for two or three games. And then it was right back to normal. That's trash again. That does nothing to me. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade. LeBron and Carmelo Anthony read a speech at the FFs, uh what's it, how you call it? FCA Awards. Awards um, which was nice. That was cool. But that does nothing for the people. You see what I'm saying? Like, 
it's messages. It's the same thing as I've been saying from before. If you've been following my Instagram and stuff, like say, I'm tired of you. Um, I live, you live underscore Kells, personal trainer, basketball skill developer, things like that. So I'm head coach. Is that the whole underscore? No, but just for <laughs> one thing. But I've been I've been saying it on there for a long time. Like I feel like you putting out Instagram posts and tweets and things of that sort is cool. But at your level of being a superstar or even to be a, a big role model to a lot of African-American kids, you should be doing more. And I think basketball is going to take away from that. Go ahead. Um, I kind of disagree because I feel like back in the 60s, before that, a lot of the black greats like Muhammad Ali, Jesse Owens, Jim Brown. Um, Jim Brown. They Bill were very vocal. And but it was a very, the climate then was very, very, like, you know, it's but not if like. You, if you're talking about that one picture, that one press conference that shows them all sitting there, what happened in that time and moment was um, Muhammad Ali, um, Cassius Clay, his name at the time, was being selected to go to the draft to fight in the war. He was the world champion in boxing. He decided not to go because of his religious belief, and he decided not to go fight in the war. And all those superstars, um, like the names you just read off, Bill Brown, Bill Russell, all the different sports superstars came together on the pre press conference and pretty much announced that they riding with Muhammad Ali. So, But that's bigger than continue to play the sport and then go to a press conference and have a little conversation about Black Lives Matter. I just feel like basketball is not the distraction. It's how they're using their platform. Um, mm -hmm. Like Eddie was saying, the platform is not basketball. It's not baseball. It's not the sport. No. It's, you have a certain amount of following. You're the same color as those that are oppressed. Mm -hmm. People who follow you because they are feeling oppressed, naturally, they're going to look to their great. They're going to look to their the, the, those that they're fans of and be like, yo, does he have something to say? What does he have to say about this? Right. And just because it's basketball season, let's say, for example, because I think that's the conversation. I don't think that's going to hinder their checks. Well, I don't know. It, it may. But I just feel like they, too, can use their platform to be vocal about the oppression. And and I think that'll be a monumental thing because it's like, as you said, with Muhammad Ali, we I was referencing, like you said, that one interview where he was talking about the oppression and everything else like that. But I just feel like there was other um, athletes that were speaking up. Um, however, I just feel like whenever you have a platform and you have like millions of followers, they look up to you for everything, naturally, they're gonna look up to you for your opinion about stuff and how you're gonna use your platform to, I mean, you know, use your platform for good. So, my so the basketball shit, and I don't think that's the issue. And I get what Kyrie Irving is saying, but I personally don't see anything wrong with the, the, the jerseys, but if you're being vocal on top of that, because if you see the jersey, people are visual. 
like when they see visuals, it'll keep, it'll be fresh in their minds. Mm. However, when they're having press conferences, you're saying something, you're, you know, you're being interactive with the times. I think that will keep everything fresh in everybody's mind and that can bring about change. So, so real quick, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you and Tinu got something to say. I'm agreeing with you, but what I'm saying is, here's my thought process. Just the emblem on a jersey that says Black Lives Matter, <laughs> just wearing a t-shirt that says, I can't breathe again, or say my name, say their name, or whatever the case may be, or the post-game speech after I just played the game, the post-game speech, if I say whatever I say, that's not as, to me, as impactful as what could be done. And also, again, you ready? Also, um, if, if there is a protest or something that's going to occur the same time game one of the NBA Finals is supposed to be played, there's a lot of people, in my opinion, who's not going to go to the protest because there's so much basketball fans. Okay, so how about isn't it LeBron that has a school that he started the school right? I promise. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, shout out to LeBron for the school, man. So cool. that with NBA players using um, they do and their money. And that's what I'm saying. They, they do. Money. They do a lot of that. Right. Kevin so, like, Durant, um, Steph Curry. Helping out the movement. How is that not helping? Well, I I don't think we're talking about. Well, I don't know. I think we're talking more so about the the current climate of the movement right, right now. now you know what i'm saying like if if it, if we're all like because look at it this way it was just two weeks ago was it two or three weeks ago we were burning everything you see what i'm saying that was just three weeks ago if you pay attention to the media you know what i'm saying shout out to d because he can he can back me on this if you pay attention to the media and you um look at what they're showcasing now they're no longer really showcasing the 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 marches and stuff like that because it's not it's not sensationalized anymore, right? So, for me, I, all right, here's a question I have for all you guys. Um, all you know, everybody who, who's like, you know, what? I don't think it's that bad. I get what you're saying, but it's still that platform they can use it. Do you know or do you remember? And will you still feel the same way about the opening of NBA? Do you remember that there was a point in time in um, the heat of our slavery here in the States where the slave masters would do something to someone on the plantation and then they would allow the family people, the, the slaves, time to either grieve or, or, or if there was a wedding, they would allow them to have a wedding. They will give them their time so that they can, you know, hey, take the day off. You guys don't have to work. But then tomorrow you go right back to having to being slaves again. Mm -hmm. To me, this is nothing more than the shuck and jive. Like, okay, you guys come to work. You can put your jerseys. You can put your names. Mm -hmm. you, we, can, we can put... You know, we can do advertising, center, but at the end of the day, we need this money train and keep on moving. The NBA has lost billions in literally weeks because they're not playing any games. I don't necessarily think this support that the NBA is doing right now is the same as when they supported the gay pride movement. 
I think it's totally different because their money wasn't affected. It was a come up to support the gay pride movement because now you got the gay pride people on your on your heels like, oh, you guys are great. That's more money for the NBA. This right here is how do we stop the bleeding? All right, you black folks, instead of going out there and and rioting or showing your presence in the NBA, I mean, in the streets, how about you come to work and make me my money? But black, we'll but the players, players have to make their money too, though. And I think they do. Yeah, but but like, but, we need the but but here's here's the here's the point when when you when you say that because I remember bringing that up too. But so does that mom who works at Walmart that decided not to go to work and put a sign that says George Floyd called me when he called for his mother mm-hmm. and she's in the line. You see what I'm saying? Like, is there a difference? Because because there's also the conversation that we can have probably for another time on, on Black Thought. That, that, but a lot of rich celebrities that are African-American don't deal with same racism as we deal with. Like, for example, Will, uh, not Will Smith, um, Little Wayne has been all like yeah. he's been several times. He said it like, yeah. I'm not a good candidate to talk about race problems he's in America because white cop saves his life. And not only that, he was like, I never really had to had any struggles. Like I've been blessed so always. But George George um, Freeman, he talks about it. He's like, why do we keep talking about race? Let's just stop talking about it. Um, Anthony um, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freaking, there you go. I was still here thinking like I was like, who me too? <laughs> I finished saying like I don't know what movie George Foreman is in. Is that the Foreman girl? Uh, what's the other dude name? Anthony Freeman together. Another one that's like, yo, um, you know what I mean? I know race is an issue. Terry, Terry Crews. I don't know. I mean, he's. I don't know what he's been saying. But the thing but is, I think they got it. He's been weird ever since. But they're, 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 they're being looked at white supremacists for saying that, and I just feel say it like, again. Say it again. E can hear you. Okay, this is my opinion. Y'all don't try to cancel me. Uh, listen. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting my uh, hashtag. Go ahead, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Is it your name is spelled? What on IG so I can make sure this hashtag cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I agree with Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman said that the moment that we stop talking about race, it can go away. I know that sounds very, there's Dumb. a lot of gray areas with that. Mm-hmm. However, I just feel like if we look closely at the climates now, I'm talking about 2020, maybe some years before that, race hasn't been a big issue. It hasn't been a big topic. All of this, We've had several Black men who's lost their lives mm-hmm. every day. Um, some that has gone viral, some that has been in the news, and most that have not. Um, I just feel like there's certain moments in time where these conversations come back up again. And when they come back up again, it's like a big spectacle. Um, I just feel like at times, if we stop reading too deep into certain things, it could potentially go away. Mm. Maybe not, for, of course, that's not 
for everybody. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. However, when we pick and choose what gets to go viral, we pick and choose whose death is deemed more important than, I just feel like there's a lot of fake outrage because so many black people, so many black men and women have died. It, and it's been going on for years, whether it be from the hands of white policemen, our people or whatever, it's just, it's something that's never stopped happening. So I just feel like race is always attached to anything that, you know, we want to use for a time. Mm. And I just feel like if we're going to use it for this time, then we got to use it. Okay, what about this? We got to, it has to be something that's ongoing. When we look at the 60s, the 50s and the 60s, there was a lot of oppression. And these people, these black people, they didn't stop. They stopped at nothing to get justice. They were not spending their money. They were not riding buses. It didn't matter. They were in the streets. It didn't matter. And I just feel like now we, we like to climb on the next hot thing. So right now, not to say that George Floyd's death is a hot thing, but in a sense, it kind of is. And unfortunately, it's there's going to be a next hot thing that's going to come and George Floyd is going to be on the back of our minds. It happened with all the other Black brothers that died. So I say all this to say, if we are going to attach race to certain things, we need to attach it at, on a grander scale. We need to try to make real tangible change than, oh, well, we're gonna go protest. So we go what is the tangible change? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna stop the oppression? Because we're tired, like we all said. However, what are we doing to push forward, to push past? So, that's just my opinion with that. Mm. I, I feel you. Um, I don't know. I, I feel you, but I, I don't. I don't agree with like the Morgan Freeman, you know, aspect of it. I think we have to keep this thing in their face in order for it to um, to honestly go away. It has to stay in their face. I think they're wanting us to just be like, oh, well, you have Oprah, you have Barack Obama, you have Michelle. You guys are good. You don't need anything else. But it's just like there's it's so much deeper than, you know, the the few black celebrities that we have that still deal with racism, even while they're up there. It's not the same racism as us, but they still dealing with it. And so I think I, I think it's just a conversation that, you know, that I, it just it can't go away until it goes away. Um, the, the other aspect that you were saying, like, what, what are we doing? Like, for example, the, 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 what is it? The black militia, the NAFRC, please yeah. clarify. NFCA. NFCA. We'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. So our but listeners were, don't flame they us. On, they were at the, uh, what was it? They were at Stone Mountain the other day trying to do something, trying to like, I don't know, raise awareness or let the KKK know, Hey, we up in this piece. Um, you know, we're doing something too. You know what I mean? We're not just kind of sitting back and letting y'all, because I think the KKK has said they were going to start killing black people yeah, randomly on right. July 4th. They had put out a threat 
that they were going to start killing people. You get what I'm saying? So if we just kind of lay back and just let them do that, they're going to continue to terrorize us. So personally, I thought it was pretty freaking dope that, you know what I mean, they had got out there and it was a bunch of them too. Like I, the way that they were just so organized, it was just like, whoa, this is this is a sight to see and of all places on, you know, KKK territory, if you will, still mine. You know what I mean? So Black Panther vibes. Yeah, it did give me Black Panther. Minus, minus, <laughs> minus T'Challa. <laughs> I'm trying to find so. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, you know what I'd be, I'd be asking like, how did South Africa or it has South Africa? That's a question that I actually, cause you know, they had to deal with apartheid and killing random black people and all of that. But now they're the ones that's in the majority and they're the ones, you know, <laughs> essentially this is not what I'm saying, but they're terrorizing, you know, some of them are terrorizing the right people and not in the white people have not become the Like how did they, how did they flip the script like that? Like, could we learn not, you know, the terrorizing part? Cause that's not what I'm condoning as far as like, oh, now black people, let's terrorize white people. But like, what did they do? You know what I mean? To like fix, fix that whole apartheid thing. And people are saying like, you know, the monuments help maybe, you know, like what, what did they do? Again, this is a question that I'm going to research. How did apartheid essentially fix what is happening, what happened in South Africa. And so now you don't have the same level of racism, if at all, in South Africa. Like, what can we learn from that? When everything was going on in South Africa not too long ago, I was doing the research. And most of the stuff that I found out was they was actually working from the inside out. So basically they were, they were going, you know, through the, the, the politicians and through the government and, you know, uh, uh, those ways, uh, using their money, um, just a whole bunch of politics, um, you know, kind of like um, how you want to, you know, kill a snake or something like that. They always say, you know, when you kill something, you want to kill it from the inside out or whatever the case is or cut the head off. Um, so that's probably that's pretty much what they did um, uh, as far as what I've seen um, as far as South Africa. And that's what I was kind of telling. Uh, I know me and Kells, we had a conversation about that a while back. And we right. was kind of talking about, like, you know, is the marching and the protesting and all that, is that going to make noise? Or do we need to, you know, find a way to play their game? Because obviously, you can say for the last 400 years, they've been playing chess while we've been playing checkers. You know, we're we're a type of, uh, I would say, a race that we just like to – we we. We want things now. We want it fast. We want to jump. You know, we're not we're not thinkers. We don't like to wait 10, 15 years for something that can potentially give us 60, 60 years. You know, if we if we put a I dollar don't into like it, I said that though, like we've been waiting yeah. a very long time. Like, you know what I mean? We talk about yeah, but, I mean, I'm, I'm you, yeah, but but I'm telling you the majority I'm I, I could I, I'm telling you and that's just the way the where that comes from that's just in our upbringing that's in our generation like me i can say for myself if somebody give me a dollar i have that mentality where i can't wait 10 years for that dollar to turn into a million versus you know that white kid or that jewish kid whatever who was taught that who had that that upbringing um like i said you know we just we just don't have uh, um, uh, um, that I can't. I can't say it's a tenacity thing. You got to think about that Jewish person. He has that dollar specifically to invest. 
The dollar we have is to feed 10 kids or two kids or one kid, send this kid to college. We don't have time to wait for money to turn. That Jewish yes has a yes lineage of money that's been passed down to him. He has an investment account. He has a house account. He has a college account. He has, yeah, we don't have that luxury because we're so behind the eight ball. So that dollar, it needs to turn and we need to make a dollar out of 50 cent tomorrow, today, right now. We don't have the luxury. Not a lot. I'm not saying we don't. Not a lot of, you know, under served or underprivileged people, whether you're black, Latino, whatever, have the luxury of saying, okay, I'm going to take my one last dollar and put it in the stock market or put it into gold or put it into whatever and wait for it to turn while my kids are hungry and they're about to put me out on the street. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes, yes, and no, but yes, there are people, yes, there are people who have the advantages and they choose to take that dollar that they could have invested. But a lot of us, unfortunately, being behind the eight board, we don't have that luxury. You get what I'm well, saying? So we can't well, we can't compare apples to apples in that in that instance because we you got to remember we're not on the even playing field. The majority of us are not on the even. We're so behind. So they're telling us to pull yourself by the bootstrap and invest and do this and that. Not everybody has that luxury. Those who do, yes, run out there and invest in Apple and all of that. But don't forget about the people who don't have that luxury and don't you know look down on them because they're not using their last dollar to invest. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to call it luxury. I want to call it uh, uh, knowledge. I, I believe what we what we lack is knowledge. For example, I mean, whether you want to say stock market or not, our parents, I understand, they came here. You know, they didn't have the same ability as Donald Trump's parents and all that. But when you look at it, I mean, we could we could like put statistics down. If each of our parents would have taken five dollars out of their check since the day we were born until we turned 21, that money right there would have been more than enough for us to say, hey, here, son, here, here, daughter, you know, take this and bloom with it. And then when you look at every era, I mean, we, we could use the five dollar era. In 1987, when Markel was born, Microsoft Microsoft, you better be lucky. I know your year. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I know. But Microsoft was like, you know, a fraction of a penny. So, you know, dad and mom, I can say, you know, I can't speak for everybody's mom and dad, you're right. But I can say my mom and dad. Uh, growing up in Brooklyn, a one apartment house, all that, dad working, mom struggling, doing all that. If Even if they would have taken $20 and put it into Microsoft in 1987 and would have left it there. Dog, each of me, you, and Naomi would have each had a million dollars today. So it right. really it really is Hold not on. what you were saying about the tenants or whatever. It's more the knowledge that they lack. Yes. You know? I right. know, so, I know about investing, but right now I don't have it to invest. Yes, mom and dad's case is absolutely correct. They did not know. They were not aware because they came here and looking to survive. They were trying to get right. away from a, right. a crazy regime in Haiti and they were just trying to make this thing work, coming to a brand new place, having kids in a whole different world. I don't have time to sit down and, you know, what I mean? I'm just trying to get this dollar. Me, I have the knowledge. You know what I mean? I've been educated, whether it be college or, you know, educated from the YouTube university or whatever. I have the knowledge. Now I have the choice. You get what I'm saying? But our parents did not have the choice. So we can't, we can't say, oh, well, had they invested, you know what I mean? Like some people have the knowledge, but you, I'm just saying people have a choice. 
You know what I mean? At the end of the day, some people will, some people won't. Whether you have the knowledge or not, we, we know not to do wrong, but sometimes we just, we go with what's easier and what so, can feed our families and what can make this work for right now. So, okay. so okay. Uh, piggyback. Hold on. Let's put a pin, let's put a pin on this one because the topic changed completely here. It's been black thought, um, black thought, black thought the whole time. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, yeah, yeah, trying to get somebody to sue. Black thought, black thought, black thought. Nah, church? <laughs> How do we get to church? <laughs> what is happening? Oh my gosh. No, definitely don't be quiet, but get the song right. Oh my gosh. Oh, definitely great time. I see both guys. I see both points. I understand it. You know, it's the different mindset. It's the change of mindset to hopefully benefit the future of you. But it really comes down to either you're in the position to do it or you're not in the position because you're still coming from behind from whatever your previous family circumstances. Or, or you're being blocked. Or you or you. You blocking yourself. I could say you blocking yourself. Uh, you could be blocked from the system. Yeah. But you also could be blocking yourself because you could there's other resources you could try to get to in order to not be blocked. And, and knowledge and knowledge is not always like I understand, you know, you want to put the finance, the money together, but I know quite a few people who've gotten far with just knowledge because they're around someone you know, who may have the finances, but not the, and then when they just vibe together, you know what I'm saying? They grow like they, so at, 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 all, at times I feel like it's not like, you know, I, I get it. People don't have the finances at time, whatever, but if you just get that knowledge, that right there alone, I believe can take you far or can, can, I, I guess, put you ahead or put you on that level playing field like you was talking about. Yeah. All right, well, let's see. What else can we kind of put into Black Thought here? We kind of covered a lot this week. We did. That happened. Um, what you brought up earlier with the LeBron thing and um, him in the schools, what I was trying to say was that a lot of these players going back or just like any of us taking our jobs back, the money that they're using to pour into these um, communities, stuff like that, that's still a huge help because I think it starts from within us. Um, I'm not saying that the NBA needs to start back. I'm not saying that it's 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 going to help continue these movements because it will distract people. But what I'm saying is the money that people were making from their jobs was pouring back into our communities. So I think that I think that's going to help a lot if they go if they start back with some using the money towards their, you know, their. What do they call those? Not fundraisers, um, nonprofits or charities. I think the charities and nonprofits are great. I think for most black people, they don't see it. They don't they don't think it's happening. I think me particularly, that's one one is happening. But that's the school, yeah. We know the school is happening because boom, he put the school out, it's open, it's LeBron James School, et cetera, et cetera. You know those type of things. I think what scares some black people is the not knowing. And when you don't know, you don't believe that it's going on. If you don't believe that it's going on, you have a problem with whatever the movement is. Um, but a lot of people move in, in, in silence. And I've been learning that. And Daniel has something he says all the time. It's kind of sticking with me more and more each day. Something like you're, you're average of the five people that you hang around. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, depending on what they got planned. I think they got a lot of things planned because it's not being stated. And the only thing that's being stated is basketball is starting back up. A lot of people are kind of like, this is, you know, turned away, turned away from the movement. Um, next mean, topic. This. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one last thing about the basketball. I mean, yeah, I will yeah. say in my opinion, it's, it's real selfish on their part. I mean, because when you look like a person behind the curtains, you know, you, you see uh, Forbes, uh, Mag, you know, uh, uh, .com, whatever, po posting stuff saying, you know, the government posted trillions of dollars and the NBA, you know, received up to 80 billion. You know what I'm saying? And they're not even open. But, you know, NBA is still getting cuts. I mean, you, you look at the unemployment, you know, just regular average people who are getting unemployment right now, and they can tell you that this is the most unemployment that they've ever gotten, you know, ever since they've been unemployed. So when you look at stuff like that, I just feel like they don't need to be playing. You know, they, they good. They're still getting a check. Uh, like I said, NBA is still getting money from the government. All these organizations, they're still good. Like, they're their lights will always be on, you know, they're protected. You know, obviously you're living in a, in a country where all you got to do is turn on the printing machine and that's it. Voila. You know, I just give, drive the Brinks truck down to NBA, give them their 80 billion and everybody's straight all, all mm -hmm. under the rug. Um, right. So while right. that's going on and, and NBA players are still getting their check, that's where they should come in and, use their platform like Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown and all that and say, you know what, hell no, we're not doing none of that. Like, we're we going to really stand for our people. You know, fuck basketball, fuck football, fuck the sport, fuck all that. Like, it's about our people, you know what I mean? So when, not, when you look at it like that, I feel like the whole talk about if basketball should be open right now or not, that shit, that's all obsolete. And to me, that's going to be a huge distraction. And, and, you know, basketball now has turned into a, you know, sports back in the day was, you know, you, you, can, you could mix sports and politics or sports and whatever's going on. But now sports is mixed with fashion. You know, yeah. it's nothing but fashion now. So yeah. what? They're going to come out with these I can't breathe jerseys and then they're going to put them on sports authority rack for $70. You feel me? So... I'm gonna I'm gonna add this. It's been all over my Instagram again. I lift you lift underscore cows. I think ESPN needs to give um, African Americans a HBCU channel. I could go in a whole debate on why I think they should, but there's the Portes channel. There's ESPN. There's ESPN Plus. Um, there's the SEC network. The B, B Big Ten network. All every network got channels. But the HBCU schools, um, mind you, if there's a big dunk that happens at an HBCU school, somehow that footage is captured and is being shown and, and put on ESPN. I think we deserve our own channel. But well, go ahead. But I, I don't, I don't. So that for me is more like which came first, the chicken or the egg? I think ESPN, like we got to stop doing the hey, ESPN, you should give us a channel. Like, fuck all that, man. Like, they only you gotta understand ESPN, just like every other organization like NBA, all these other their companies, their corporations, their sole purpose to exist is to make money. But these that, companies wait, listen, let, hold on, hold on, listen, listen. No, they're not changing. Uh, they're doing different listen, things. Listen, 
everything that a corporation is doing, it, I promise you, at the end of the day, is to bring back money. I, everything that NBA is doing right now is to bring. I'll give you a perfect example. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's have been extremely vocal. They've been doing a great job stating facts and this, that, and the third. But guess what? It's all marketing. Right. You know why it's marketing? Mm -hmm. Because you know who's saying it? Who, who's on Twitter saying it? At Ben and Jerry's. It's not at the CEO, the owner of Ben and Jerry's. It's the actual company. Everything is marketing. Here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Like what you call it did. I think he did an amazing job. I love him. And I can't wait for more players that are coming out that to follow suit. Um, Thor Maker has signed and committed. It's not Thor Maker. Who, who is he? It's, um, is it Manu Bosa? No, it's a maker, but it ain't Thor Maker. Is that the, okay. But he's, he's, a, he's a top prospect yeah. of 2020 or 20, 2021. Okay. He's committed to go to, is it Howard? Howard. Howard University. Instead of Duke, who, who was pressing him, and uh, another school, right? That's how we're going to force ESPN to come film our games at our black colleges and universities. My McCormaker. Maker. By our youth understanding the power that they have. You see what I'm saying? That's how you get these companies to pay attention. You got to hit them in their dollars. If you really feel that way towards ESPN, Start a campaign and, and stop watching ESPN because then they'll be like, yo, why y'all not watching us? Right. Oh, because y'all don't film black schools. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, you watch us every day, all day, and you saying, oh, well, you should film schools. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll get right on that. What purpose do they have? They don't have no need to do that. You got to – corporations only work in the one way. If it ain't about the bread to them, it doesn't matter because every corporation <laughs> – Every major corporation is traded. And if they're traded, they have shareholders that technically own the company. They invest and they expect their money on time. They expect them dividends. And if you do not give them the dividends, they're going to pull their money out and your shares drop and you become JCPenney on your way to be bankrupt. So what does that mean? That means corporations only care about one thing. What can we do that's going to allow for our company to make more money so we can pay these, st these stock investors so they can invest more money and the cycle continues? They don't give a damn about your, you, oh, you want a black channel. You know why they, they have the Spanish people channel? Because it's such a huge market. Right. If they get a bunch of Spanish people, that changes their game even better than the black people. So, so you're telling me right now that if we get, and it's kind of a little bit off topic, going from my conversation, but we have this on another episode on the side. You're telling me that if the the top 15 or 20 recruiter recruiting kids right now, five star, four star, go to HBCUs overnight, and not not all these other schools like Duke overnight, North Carolina, overnight, that we won't have HBCU channel. So, overnight they'd be so there. So they're going to yeah. do that for the benefit ESPN. of them. Yeah, absolutely. So why not just give us the the HBCU channel? Because they don't because care about y'all. They're still. still Would you, why you think ESPN, you think ESPN really that's care why, about you? That's why I feel like, it's like so. I'm the one who's saying it on my Instagram, right? If LeBron was to retweet my draw and say, "Yo, we need our own ESPN channel," overnight they would give us an ESPN channel. No, absolutely. No, if, if LeBron Jr., LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. <laughs> if, uh, if LeBron James' son goes to an HBCU, 
they're gonna give us an HBCU. Yes. Channel. So, but but listen, they're it's still gonna benefit them. But because it's LeBron James' son, and they know how much eyes is gonna be on it, they yeah. won't give us an HBCU. Yeah. So why? That's what I'm saying. So it's about time now that we change the culture. Get an HBCU. Yes, I agree. I agree 100. But saying, "Hey, ESPN, at ESPN, you should give us a hey, channel." They're not gonna do that shit. I'm not the saying, "Hey." I'm, if you check my DM, I'm messaging players and stuff like that. Even if they read it or don't read it or whatever like that, I'm just saying, hey, go to HBCU. Go to HBCU. Change the game up. Go to HBCU. Absolutely, these, yeah. These schools start losing money, North Carolina do, because they ain't got the type recruits anymore. Top recruits is going to Clark Atlanta, Howard, uh, uh, Morehouse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, FAMU, all that type of stuff. Then, yeah, then now they're going to be like, well – I can't just send ESPN cameras down there. If we have these channels where they can always watch and the ratings go up, et cetera, et cetera, I think it'll benefit not only the African-Americans because more eyes is going to be on us for the sport that we already dominate in, period. Then it's going to benefit them as well. Absolutely. I think it's a win-win. But, again, if LeBron tweets ESPN, you should film at an HBCU, they're not doing that, bro. They'll, they'll do it maybe for the one or two, but they're not – Why? What's, what what how much money are they gonna make filming a a, a black college school I think they, I think, for a whole year? I think they're scared to film at a black college school because where some of these black college schools is at. What does that mean? To be one hundred percent honest. ESPN go everywhere. You think they care about safety? They send, they send certain reports, just like yeah, just like the news channel. They of course, certain, they send black reporters to black of areas to shoot black shows. And Nigga, what, all so wouldn't you? You gonna send Becky to go to the hood to film a story? Becky, sit your silent ass over here so I can get somebody who's going to be able to understand the culture and not end up getting shot or robbed. Of course they're going to do that. They ain't nothing wrong with that. And I think you got to change the mentality of the players, too, because, I mean, again, you're living in a society where Alabama, that's, that's a hype school. Like, I'm coming out of high school, bro, and I get Alabama, the number one school in the country, looking at me versus Howard which is number 20 in, in 4D, where they only get 15 people to come to the school. Yeah, that little dude can change the whole mentality. It could be that that one movie, Do You Believe in Miracles? You know what I'm saying? He could really spark. But, bro, like, again, we live in, in a, a world where sports has become nothing but fashion. It's, it's, not, it's a trend now. I mean... You, you see all of our great basketball players and football players. Where are they going? They're going to these high class. They're not going to Morehouse. They're not going to Spelman. They're not going to these HBCUs, bro. There's really no hype over there. It's really, and not only hype, it's really no support like that. Like you go, yeah, you go to these, Alab look, a black kid out the hood go to Alabama and he has 20,000 people watching him versus he comes out the hood and he's in Howard and he has 15 people watching. I mean, you got to well, change that. We did that. We caused that. Because we You're stopped. Right. We did. There's plenty of NFL players who went to HBCU. There's plenty of um, um, basketball players who went to HBCU back in the day. What started happening is, truth be told, what started happening is these schools, these big D1 schools were like, hey, Come to my school, play for my school. Not only will you get exposure, I got national TV and stuff like that. I'm also going to illegally put money in your pocket because I'm not supposed to. And you talking about black kids from the hood, they're going to be like, 
Yeah, that's a win-win. I get to play. I get all this national exposure. And you putting money in my pocket? I'm going to start signing to these schools over here. And then what happened? You find out that they did things legally. The school get a slap on the wrist. And the cycle continues to continue. It's going to go back on Nadine's talk. That little boy that has great sports athlete, everything. He does not have knowledge. He didn't eat. Majority of them didn't have that father. You know, all they know is sports in the hood. So when you, also, give a, when you give a when you give a dude that come out the hood who knows nothing but sports twenty thousand, what do you think he's gonna do? He's gonna absolutely. buy that 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 Hummer with twenty twos on there. But that, that's why we got right back to the hood. And show we got to get back to. I think the hood needs to change its identity, and we got to get back to the community because for real, for real, if we got a star that's in our hood. The whole hood take should take care of that family. You know what I'm saying? Without exactly. without that expectation. Because look, keep game. The drug dealers in my neighborhood always took care of the basketball stars. But it was always the IOU. You know what I'm saying? And then they end statistically, up statistically, when you look at every rookie who comes out of college to go to the NFL and they get their first signing bonus, what's the first thing that they buy? A mama house. Not even that. A car, bro. First thing they buy is a car, even before they buy a house, bro. And that, that's the crazy thing. They rather buy something that's going to depreciate than something that will appreciate. And it's not until they've been in the game, you know, learning knowledge, that's when they buy their they house later. Well, this was a, a great episode, right? We're supposed to have question and answers. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to catch up on all the other episodes Black Thought. Black Thought. We, thought about you know we did we just did eight Black Thought uh sessions. <laughs> Black Thought, Black Thought. Yeah. Black Thought section. We had a whole hey, episode. Hey, listen, listen this. Don't don't get spoiled. Next week Black Thought is like 5 minutes tops. That's well, it. Next, That's next week is actually our season finale. Already, so hopefully y'all place, stay tuned for that. Place the uh, sad track right there. Right <laughs> place oh, the sad song. Oh, oh. Uh, season finale. Um, we will be back. The family already agreed. I got them signed to a contract for a season two. I see no <laughs> contract information not disclosed. The community didn't pay me that one time. Not disclosed. I already see Daniel sitting up. Daniel sit by the say something. Watch. Yeah, I wanted to say though, as this uh, podcast ends, say what you need to say. <laughs> next week after so I'll at me and say what you need to say all right anyway tune in next week y'all uh love y'all thanks for listening hey shout out to everybody that's black keep black alive black love black business especially and like my boy d just said the hood the community we gotta support each other you know what i mean and, and push each other up the truth be told, we don't, we don't need we don't need their their money to help our people out. We can handle ourselves. Facts, yes, sir. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Good night. Later. Thanks for listening to Say What You Want podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate this week's episode. We'd love some feedback from you, and love to hear about some topics we should discuss with our next show. DM us on Instagram at swyw.podcast. All right, y'all. Until next time, don't forget, say what you want and mean what you say. Peace.